0: Hey everyone, quick note, this uh, episode you're about to listen to has been in the uh, the backlog since the 5th of December, uh, so I figured I should probably uh, have it hit the uh, internets uh, before it gets too terribly old. Uh, so I ho- hope you enjoy, and here we go. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, <clears throat> this morning, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, some of the stuff I've done, um, employment edition, um, I've made some references in the past and figured I'd, uh, on the cast here, uh, and thought I'd, you know, fill in some gaps, give you all the, the breakdown of, you know, what it is I've done, um, and, uh, talk about that a little bit, um, I suppose it makes sense to go more or less sequentially, um, and so that's that's what we'll do. Um, the first job I was ever hired to do, uh, would have been, I'd say probably when I was about 14 or so, sounds about right, 14, 15, somewhere in there, um, I was hired as a grave digger. Um, which, um, you know, is always just fun for me to whip out to say I used to be a grave digger. Um, it is not as, as gothy glamorous as one would think. Um, it was, you know, digging ditches for, you know, bodies. <laughs> um, it was, uh, um manual labor, didn't, didn't do it very much, didn't do it for very long, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you dig holes, um, I don't quite understand why they didn't use, you know, mechanized equipment to do it, um, rather than a dude with a shovel, like, you, you think of grave diggers, uh, when I think of grave diggers, I think of, you know, tv and movies and every time there's somebody with an actual shovel digging a grave it's like victorian england or older sort of a thing because you know they didn't have mechanized equipment back then that's how you had to do it you know um backbreaking labor with a shovel um nowadays i don't know that that's how that's done i gotta think they've got you know gear to make that go quicker and easier and neater and tidier and, and so forth um but yeah, there was a uh, one of the neighbors actually got a job um digging digging graves at uh you know, the local cemetery. Um I guess technically I was a subcontractor uh grave digger now that I think about it cuz I wasn't actually hired by you know, the the cemetery. It was this guy who was willing to, you know, throw me a few bucks to to help him out. Um And like I said that didn't last long uh being a, a generally scrawny, uh, um, unathletic, uh, sort of a lad, um, who at the time was not fond of being out of doors, uh, to boot, um, I dug a couple, um, and then decided, you know, it, it, it this is, this is way harder than it needs to be, um, and I've got better things to do, um, but I, I dug me a couple, uh, It's not fun, particularly, you know, in Ohio, in the area where we were, because, uh, once you get past the first few inches of, uh, topsoil, um, there's a lot of clay happening. Um, and clay is very dense and heavy and and, and hard to shovel about, um, which made it unfun. Um, fun fact, um, not all graves are six feet deep. Um, not a lot of folks necessarily know that, but uh, depending on where you are, um, where we were, uh, your your average grave was about four foot or so. Um, because of the water table, uh, you dig down much further, and water seeps in, and you're 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 not so much digging a grave as a a very uh, very personalized, very custom uh, sort of pool, <laughs> um, which is apparently not conducive for them to put the the vaults and the coffins in, uh, you know, standing water, which makes good sense, um, so that, that, that happened, um, I can't even remember what I, what he was paying me, it was, it was, um, ridiculously little money, um, back in the day, just, you gotta figure that would have been the mid to late 80s, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was no good at all, um, the next thing I did, um well I guess technically the next thing I did was mow mow my grandparents' lawn. Um grandpa was getting a little bit on in years, um and being, you know, the eldest uh boy grandchild, um I was a shoe in for the gig. Uh mowing their lawn, you know, they had a they had a couple of houses, um where they lived and then a rental um I think they paid me like twenty bucks to to mow them both. Um, it, it, that was fine. Um, I'm pretty sure that their backyard was on like a forty-five degree incline, uh, which made for for interesting lawn mowing. Um, and I would have been probably you know sixteen or so at that point. I think you know and it was. Down for getting money, you gotta you know buy d and d books somehow um when you pay for them. That's a whole other story um, so i I did that for like a summer or two i think um, and then we start to get into you know actual employment by you know real people who who are going to hire you to do a thing um, there was a a work program. Um, where we lived um, as I may have mentioned um, I grew up all, a little on the poor-ish side um, you know we, we were um, folks who benefited from various forms of, of public assistance um, and part of somehow factored into the the public assistance situation Uh, there was, like, a work program, uh, a youth work situation, um, where um, you could get a job for, you know, the local, um, it wasn't really the government, but I guess it was, you know, government-adjacent type things uh, to where for the summer, they'd, you know, pay a minimum wage uh, to to do various things. Um, Some folks, uh, you know, would like, hold up the whole, you know, slow slash stop signs at construction sites. Um, some folks would like, you know, clean the highway or, you know, the park and, you know, grounds crew for, for various things. Um but one of the positions that was open was an assistant at the local library. Um and I have always loved the library. Um The the library downtown, I spent a whole lot of time there. Um, It was, you know, A, filled with all sorts of awesome books and stuff. Um, It was also a nice, quiet place to go where, you know, I wouldn't be getting yelled at by the parents for this or that. Um, Wouldn't have to, you know, (laughs) run into any issues fighting with the brothers and sisters, um you know, it was just a peaceful place to go and, and kind of chill or meet friends and and stuff and so I spent a lot of time in the library. Like they knew me uh there at the library. And like I said, one of these uh one of these positions came open uh for this work study uh sort of thing at the library and they saw my name on the list and like, Oh, we want him. Um and thus started my my brief stint um uh, as as a librarian. Um you yeah, know, it was pretty, pretty straightforward work. Um, mainly, it was you know, shelving books. You know, seeing the books that people had left out and going to go put them back on the shelves properly. Um, yeah, that's largely what it was that summer. They 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 didn't really want to you know have me doing too much. Um, I didn't I didn't learn the 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 complex skill of you know checking people in or out uh until later. <laughs> um but mostly it was shelving books and you know miscellaneous odd odd jobs um about the library there. Um and at the end of the summer, um, you know, they kind of mentioned, you know, we'll see, you know, how you do, we'll see where our budget is, you know, if we need, you know, somebody possibly when this thing's done we can uh you know, maybe bring you on, you know, our actual staff instead of being paid by the the work program actually get hired by the library. Uh, And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, So I worked, you know, full-time, 40 hours uh, throughout the summer, um, my first real job. Uh, And then when that was done, uh, they hired me on there, actually at the library, again, minimum wage, which I want to say was like four and a quarter at the time, Um, which seems laughable now, but... As a you know, 16, 17 year old kid, that's that's good money. I wasn't paying rent or you know buying groceries or anything. That was all just you know money. Um, so I was I was pretty pretty chipper about the whole thing. Uh, when school started, I kind of went down to part time. I think I worked like two nights a week, uh, and then you know on the weekends. Um, and it was it was it was pretty awesome. They you know like I said they eventually taught me you know here's how you check people in and out, um, you know here's how you you know do all the things. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it because I like the library. Um, I'm also you know sort of a, a quick learner and a person who's <sighs> whose brain ab- absorbs weird information uh, and opts to retain you know, weird info. Um I can't remember if I've said this before on here or not. If I have, I apologize for the repetition. Uh but, you know. Uh they, they taught us the Dewey Decimal system, you know, in school. Um and how to use the card catalog and how to, you know, leverage all the different, you know, aspects of the library. Uh and I took to that pretty well. Um you know, I, I like to go in there and find stuff, look stuff up, whatever. Um and when you are, when your main job is walking aisle by aisle, putting books back where they, you know, belong, uh, you you start to get a knack for it um, and know, you know, what kind of books have, you know, or which Dewey Decimal designation. Um, and not only that, but, you know, I've always been sort of a visual um, kind of a guy uh, in terms of what sticks in my brain and so not only did i know, you know, oh you want greek cooking, here this is what that number is. i couldn't tell you what those are now. um it's been, you know, what 30 years. uh but at at the time, you know, you could say hey, uh greek cooking and i could rattle off, you know, a three digit number and then probably like two or three decimal points after that and have a real good chance of being right. um but not only could I do that, but I could rem- I remembered what shelf they were in. So, you know, I could go, oh, it's, you know, these numbers are wrong. 357.25, and it's the fourth shelf in uh, from the left. Uh, it'll be on your left-hand side about two-thirds of the way down. Um, and people would just look at me like, okay, this smart-ass teen kid's fucking with me, whatever. Um... And I go, No, seriously, go 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 to where I just told you and I, I guarantee it's there. And they would go and it would be there and they would kind of lose their minds, you know, how did you do that? And I i work here. I my you know, I spend eight hours a day looking at these shelves. It's <laughs> it's it's bound to sink in. Um which was fun. It was a fun little, you know, non party trick. Um when uh when I went off to college, um, well, I guess, when I went to the local tech school, they kept me on part-time. When I dropped out of the local tech school, they brought me on full-time again. Uh, and then when I went back off to, um, you know, the University of Akron there, they, you know, held my spot for the next summer, um, uh, which was pretty groovy, um, And that lasted until I joined the Navy, which we've we've talked about. The Navy, um, there's really not a whole lot to get into um, on that front. Um, quick side note: uh, college employment. Um, I did have a job in college, um, as you do. Uh, I got hired by the the folks at McDonald's. Uh, to work there, uh, so I can, you know, actually say that I've flipped burgers um, at one point. Uh, You know, I got hired. I went in for, you know, the three-hour orientation thing and got, you know, the the uniform and all that stuff, and um, my first day, I I went in, um, and it was assholes and elbows back in the kitchen, it was hot and greasy, and everyone was kind of a dick um, the i i can't remember I assume it was the manager or at least the person that was in charge of me um was a jerk um and not helpful uh and was kind of like you know, here you're making sandwiches here's here's what goes on it um and like rapid fires off the you know the, the specific ingredients and the order by which you assemble them and whatever and it he rattles off these combinations for like four different kinds of sandwiches and I got no notes no note paper no little handy diagram on hand and I'm like okay um, and start you know putting things together um, I I inadvertently created the double quarter pounder with cheese. You're welcome, world. Um, They didn't have those at the time. They did have quarter pounders. um, But they didn't have the doubles. They did have some sort of double cheeseburger thing. And I confused patty sizes and did those up and sent, you know, a whole bunch of them up there and got a good yelling for that because apparently once you've done that, you can't just disassemble them and put them, you know, back together. All of that food went to waste, which was uh, shameful. But it was what it was, and dude had a you know quite the conniption fit about it. Uh, I should also note that at some point in my shift, um, the little screw on my eyeglasses that that uh, served to both attach the little arm that uh, you know goes over your ear uh, came loose and it was in the particular pair I was wearing, it was sort of dual function in that it sort of clamped the uh top and bottom casements for the actual glass together uh in addition, yeah, somehow that screw worked its way loose, and my glasses fell apart midway through the day um and of course, the screw was just gone, so I was working half the day blind um and like I said, everyone was a dick um and it was gross and I worked there that day, and I, you know, got done and punched out, uh, and never went back, um, I just was not in the mood for any of that nonsense, um, that is the the one sort of break (laughs) in my, um, resolve to not be a quitter, uh, I was just not having it, um, and, and never even and, and never really even got paid uh because you know when it came to you know payday um, i can't remember if this predated um direct deposit being a a usual normal regular thing for everybody or if it's just that because i was so new i didn't have that set up um but for payday one uh you know you go didn't get your, your paper check, um, and I was like, I worked for one day for like, you know, eight hours plus like a three hour thing, like, I, fuck it, I'm just not even going to go in there to do that, I don't want to even see or face these people again, um, you know, and, yeah, never, did that, never got paid, I figure that balances out the whole, you know, fuck this shit, walking out on them thing you know, they got a day's free labor out of it, whatever, um, so yeah, other than that, uh, college was pretty much funded by a combination of, um, poor choices and, um, questionable choices, really, um. Why? Well, I guess I mean I guess I know why credit card companies will give credit cards to college kids with no job, um, but it seems like a terrible idea because um, that funded a good bit of things. Um, I want to say they gave me two credit cards, like two like I had Discover or like a Mastercard or something, and it was just stupid. Um, um yeah. Um, and we, we won't, we won't get too deep into the, you know, fact that there was a plasma center just off campus, uh, with a nice little sliding scale of how often you could go and how much you would get for, you know, selling your plasma, uh, because that, that just seems crude and sends the wrong impression to the young people. Um, so we'll just leave that out of the story, um, uh, and certainly not count that as employment. Uh, it seems like a terrible, terrible, uh, precedent to set. um. So we will skip forward out of college, like I said, after the summer after college, went back to the library. Um and worked there for you know, until I I joined the Navy. Um, like I said, we <laughs> we talked about the Navy before, uh, no reason to rehash all of that. Um when I got out of the Navy, um went to Florida, uh with Kenny. Kenny was my boy, um and said, Hey, you know, you can come here, there's all kinds of jobs, we can still, you know, hang out, um, you can crash with my parents until you find a spot, um, it'll be great, and I'm like, sure, sounds great, let's do it, um, so we got there, um, and that is where I started my career path for, um, network tabling, uh, oh, what the heck, uh, name and TCS telecommunication systems, um, it was owned and run by a couple of other, uh, ex-Navy officers, um, which is kind of how Kenny and I got the job there, is, you know, they saw we were in the Navy on a resume and said, ah, these must be good folks, we'll, we'll bring them on. Um, and I did, you know, network cabling, uh, in the office complexes where they, you know, run the phone line and the, the network, uh, know, places that you plug in uh, your computer, um, you know, from the server rooms out to all the desks and and everything that that involves. Um, Really, if you've never been in an industry, I don't know how interesting it's likely to be to you for me to get into a whole lot of details. I, you know, I ran cable. Uh, It it was, it was, it was was interesting. It was, it was, I don't know, fun is necessarily the word uh but it was it was a job I could do, and it was it you know the logic was that uh I wanted to go into computers um, in some capacity um, at the time m um, c s e was a big thing everybody and their sister was trying to get their their Microsoft certification that meant you know instant job and big money, which may have been just bullshit, or maybe that was the case at the time. I don't know. Um, And so somehow we figured that network cabling was adjacent enough to that to get us a foot in the door. Uh, The company that we worked for, you know, did, you know, did cabling, but they also had a division that did networking, where they would design your network and set up all your stuff and whatnot. And I think our thought was if we start off on the, the cabling side while we went to to get certified, we could then transition to that uh, that other role and, and you know just make bank and, and be happy campers there. Um, spoiler alert: that never happened. Uh, we were we were cable cable guys, um, and they worked. It was either two or three different cabling jobs. Um, you know, like I said, pulling cable. Uh, started off as just, you know, uh, a grunt, if it were, you know, a trainee guy who's just doing mainly manual labor. When it was all said and done, um, got to be basically the point of like a, you know, team lead project, whatever you want to call them, uh, to where basically they'd hand you the blueprints and the list of, you know, materials and say, here, go make this happen, and you, you know, actually made decisions, and you know, figured out how to go about doing the thing rather than just following, you know, some guys' you know, uh, orders, uh, which was nice. Uh, I was I was good at that. Um, had a crew of three or four people. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Um, and then eventually, um, just I can't remember the specific circumstances uh, under which I, I I stopped doing that. Uh, I kind of feel like the company that we were working with, or I worked for, was, was mismanaged and going downhill, uh, I guess is probably the easiest way to, to say it, um, just things were not good, um, when they start getting real stingy with how many rolls of electrical tape you're allowed to have, that kind of indicates that you've got a little bit of a problem, uh, <laughs> there, Uh, with them, you know, making things happen the way they should for the business to be successful. Um, And it was about that time that, uh, oh boy, this is going to sound convoluted. Kenny's cousin worked for a mobile scaffolding place um, that frankly paid ridiculous amounts of money compared to what we were making doing cabling. Um, and so that combined with the company I was working for not doing so hot um lured us away uh to do that um and it is at that point that I became uh i shit you not my title was erection specialist uh and the job was to to build um mobile scaffolding um you know i don't know if you paid attention on job sites where they're you know putting up. Uh, you know, multi-story buildings, high-rises, what have you. Um, but if you look on the side of some of those buildings that they're being built, um, they've got these, you know, towers, these platforms that go up and down the side of the building uh, so people can, you know, install windows or, you know, do um, uh, stucco work or paint or whatever. Um, like, Bolted to the ground and bolted to the side of the building as they're building it, and that is that is what we that is what we did. Um, um, learned how to drive a forklift, which was fun. Um, the big ass construction forklifts are kind of fun to drive, um, and built those things. Um, you know, the, the tower section, the middle piece that the platform rides up and down. Uh, each of those sections is 300 pounds give or take um and you have gotta put them one on top of the other and bolt them together and then you ride the platform up the space of one of them and then you flip another one on top bolt it together go up you know lather, rinse, repeat um, until you get to the top of your building um you know, you stop every now and again and anchor it. Really, it's not that interesting. I'm not going to get into the, the play-by-play of it. Um, that's probably boring as hell. Um, and uh, but it was good. It was good stuff. Um, it is where I definitely found out that, yeah, I'm not actually afraid of heights at all. Um, because, I mean, you, you're literally building a tower that goes outside of a, you know, 20-plus-story building. Um You really can't be afraid of heights, or you're not going to do too well there. Um, Because it's very open, and you've got a harness, but you don't actually clamp that thing to anything, because then you can't move around, Um, you know. Um, In what is probably both um, horrifying and hilarious, depending on who you are, um, I spent most of that job high as a kite, Um, and not just in the elevation sense um, those of you who can read through the lines will will know what I mean there um, but yeah my first day I was, you know, super sketchy about whether or not, you know that those kind of heights were a good idea I was getting all psyched out um, and let's just say the whole crew had access to certain herbal remedies, um which they would enjoy first thing in the morning um, they're called wake and bakes for a reason, um And right there in the truck, in the parking lot of the place, they got that happening. They're like, here, dude, this will take the edge off. This will, you know, make you not worry about it. And sure enough, it's true. Um, You know, um, didn't worry at all about the heights. Um, Like I said, that's a stupid, stupid, stupid thing um, to have done that um, at those elevations with nominally, questionably safety gear, um, to be in that state, but I lived, and it's all good, and we're just going to leave that alone, um, at this point, um, got sick of all the constant travel, uh, that was involved for that one, um, and really wanted to try and go, start going back to school, um, I had a GI Bill that was just going to waste, um, and wanted to start making use of that, um, And so it's at that point that I got, um, hired as a landscaper, um, in Florida for high-end estates. So, yes, it was mowing lawns and weed-eating and, you know, that sort of a thing. But it was also doing planting, pulling weeds, like, it was high-dollar, um, Landscaping, like I, I want to say, we charged our customers something like twenty-five or thirty-five dollars an hour per person uh, to be on site. Um, and these folks, there was a, the the wealthy folk of Bel Air uh, in Clearwater, Florida, and they had money to burn and they spent it. And we went, and did our thing. Um, many a you know four-hour period was spent. <laughs> pulling individual weeds out of someone's flower bed for, like, stupid amounts of money, and they were happy for us to do it. Um Not really a whole lot to get into on that that is immediately coming to mind. Also, I'm getting close to being at work. Um, spoiler warning, the, the woman who, you know, owned and operated the business um, eventually ended up becoming my second wife. Um, and then my second ex wife. And we'll just cut through a whole bunch of it to just get to this important point, which is, uh, when that relationship, uh, came to an end. So did my career there, uh, sort of by default. What was it being her company? Um, and us not wanting to be anywhere around each other. Um, so I came back up to Ohio, um, My brother-in-law got me a gig as a stock clerk, um, at the local, um, casino and racetrack, um, which was different. Um, it's the only union job I've ever had. Um, and basically they, I took foodstuffs from a stock room and ran them around the casino to the various vendors, uh, and venues. It's pretty straightforward. Um, paid bills for a few months there, um, until, uh, eventually, um, my buddy Jeff, the guy I, you know, went to high school with and went off to the Navy with, um, and then parted companies after boot camp, um, he was out, he was in Columbus, um, he found out I was back in the Valley and he's like, oh, we got to get you out of the Valley, we got to get you down to Columbus so you can get, you know, a real job and do some, you know, be out and about and not, you know, be in the valley." Um, and so I moved out there with them and then got a job once again uh, doing network cabling uh, because it's a thing I knew how to do um, and would pay you know better than minimum wage uh, so I did that um, and did that for uh, I don't know a year or so a couple years I don't know um, and then there was a little startup. up um, software company he got a job at, um, and knowing that I was also fond of computers and such, um, he, uh, <clears throat> managed to land me a gig there, um, doing software installation, um, and that's essentially where I am now, um, I've worked my way up from being just a guy who installs software to, uh, the manager of that team. Um, we've gone through three names. We've been acquired twice. Um, it's been a fun trip um, that I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail on. Um, a, because I'm still employed there um, and don't want to run into any weird legal situations. And B, because I just pulled into my parking spot at said job. And I'm therefore going to go ahead and, and call this one good. Um that has been an unnecessary verbal resume. Um, thank you for joining the podcast. cast. Um, I don't really know what purpose that was necessarily in, intended to serve other than, you know, maybe give a little background for some of the other stories I tell. Um, so if I'm ever talking about landscaping or digging graves, um, you'll know that I know what I'm talking about because I've done it professionally. Um, Thanks for joining, uh, and uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. And that's it.